Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 92 of Just The Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa and Jason Ald, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. Jason, how are you, mate? I'm absolutely boiling, Mitch. I don't know, I don't know about you, I don't know what it's like where you are, um, but past few days it's been very hot in Edinburgh. And I also, I don't know, just to bring this back on to the topic that we're supposed to be talking about, how do you feel about training in the heat? Because I will say, at a Primal Gym, where I am an illustrious instructor, um, we've seen a lot of drop in attendance for classes while it's been hot. And I must admit, I don't blame people. It's going to be partly because they wanted to sit in the beer gardens, obviously. But also, training in the heat, I, I get absolutely done. Like, it, I mean, it, no is it, are you turning up to the gym without a top on like you're doing right now and it's scaring people off? Do you think that there's no, anything to no do with pants. that? no pants. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just a sock to hide his, uh, his delicates. Also, the amount of jokes you make about me not wearing a T-shirt and we're sat recording this and you're topless. What's going on? Well, one, Mitch, I will say, this is the second time in 90... <laughs> Three episodes Second. <laughs> and I could quite gladly fill a whole page with <laughs> marking down every time you've posted a topless picture. And two, to bring it back to the highbrow stuff that the listeners he's getting, are used he's getting awfully defensive here, guys. Two, did you know that back in the day in Greece, gymna- gymnasium, the, the, the origin of the word gymnasium is to do with training naked? I mean, right, we we spoke whilst we were chatting before this, we said that we had the fact checkers to hand. I feel like the fact checker needs to check whether this is true or whether Jason is just using this as an argument to criticize me for posting topless photos of myself. Well, well surely it would be encouraging you to post them. <laughs> <clears throat> is that true? I did not know that if it if it's true. Yeah. I can see that you're searching right now. Um I'm asking the <clears throat> I'm asking the fact checkers. Um, so you have to, for everybody at home, if you're playing along, you have to check Gymnasium Ancient Greece um, because mm. here we go. The name comes from the ancient Greek term gymnos, meaning naked. Nice. I mean, naked. so the CrossFitters are just bringing it back full circle. Yeah, and the swingers. <laughs> They're always bringing it back full circle. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, training in the heat, Mitch. What, what what do you think about training in the heat? I am not a big fan of it at all. I do, I feel I, when I lived down south in England, I felt like I could cope with the heat a lot better. But I think I have now fully acclimatized to the Scottish weather. And now, as soon as the temperature goes above twenty degrees Celsius, I can't cope. I went for a run yesterday, and I think it was like twenty one, twenty two degrees, and I was not dealing well with it at all. Mitch, I've got a question for you that might be helpful to some of the listeners. Lucasade. Mm. Is that going to hydrate me better than water or not? Other glucose-based uh, hydration liquids are available. Uh, it depends which Lucasade you're talking of. Like the regular Lucasade is like the orange one that's just basically sugar in, in Not the, the fizzy one. Not the fizzy one. You're talking like the other like sports drinks Lucasade ones. Yeah, uh, potentially yes. Potentially yes. It also depends on the type of training that you're doing. So if you've sweat 
sweated, sweat a lot. Um, sweat. You, so <laughs> if you have sweat a lot, um, then yeah, it's going to help kind of refill the electrolyte stores that you've that you've used up there, and then the extra sugar that's in that drink is going to help to refill your glycogen stores, but you still need to make sure you're consuming enough water with that as well. So um, there's a lot of potentially yes and potentially no answers to that question, as with anything really? fitness related. Thank you for that decisive answer. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to, Mitch? Good question. What have you been up to? Uh, it was my birthday last week. So happy birthday. Thank you very much. You did come round to say happy birthday, and we sent you on your way with a cupcake as well. Um, I hope that Which your wife enjoyed eat. that. Yeah, my did wife you, did. Did your wife have it? Nice. Yes, it was good cupcakes. Enjoyed the cupcake. She's giving me a big thumbs up right now. Um, it's mental because I've got headphones and she can't hear me, and she clearly still knew that. We <laughs> um, yeah, and also I brought you a nice zero point five percent sparkling wine, uh, which I hope you didn't drink all at once and have a really bad hangover <laughs> the next day. Couldn't get out of bed for three days because of that. I warned you. Yeah, but no, it's it's been good. Uh, we also went on a little trip up uh, up to the Highlands of Scotland as well. So it's it's been a good couple of weeks. Work's super busy as well, which is great. Um, lots of coaching work. Um, a lot of people getting in touch for coaching work. Subscription group seems to be nice and busy. The Get Fit with Michael group that I've got. And yeah, just really enjoying my coaching at the moment. Not that I want that to sound surprising at all. Um, but yeah, just feel in a really good flow. So yeah, things going well. I'm always impressed with how you manage to um, talk about your week and uh, still manage to turn it into a sales pitch. It's it's incredible. It's always. it's a skill. It's a skill. <laughs> um, speaking of pitching stuff, Mitch, we've just released a best of the guests episode, haven't we? And yes. um, you know, I think a lot of people might accuse us of being lazy and recycling stuff, and I will fight those people. Because listening back, I was actually really impressed with some of the stuff that we've done. And obviously, we can't take all the credit. The guests are in there, too. So I would urge everyone to go and give that a listen. Um, I would say one of my highlights, I'll give a, I'll give a real one, and then I'll give a fake one. For <laughs> do, we, do we have to guess which one's real or not? Oh, yes. Good idea. Right. So here we go. We can play along at home again. Full of games this week. So one of my favorites was um, the School of Calisthenics, guys. Um, it's a term that, that, that I, I love, and I think it, it says a lot to about what we talk about in our philosophy, was this idea that Tim said, he said, the fitness industry has made exercise boring. Um, so, and I think he then went on, obviously, to explain how you can still have fun and exercise. So I, I definitely give that a listen, guys. And then I would say my next one, which might be the joke one, it might be the real one, was Lewis from Grams. Um, <laughs> Lewis from Grams talking about, um, well, go and give it a listen, go and give it a listen. It's the last one. Uh, we actually find out, a lot of people always ask me, why is it called Grams? Um, and we find out why. <laughs> I mean, it was, no one knew before that interview. So if we had never done that interview, then it just would have been confused people across Edinburgh. No one knows why. Mm. I think there was a lot of pensioners that turned up uh, there, and because from a from a distance they thought it said grands. <laughs> dreadful, dreadful. How are you? How's your week been, mate? Everything going well? Yeah, good. Just hot, sweaty. Um, hey, that's it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, not good. Um, just 
power in a way. As I say, Jim's been quiet, but uh, me personally, still in the gym, still killing it. I had a, I don't know if I mentioned, I had a, a quite bad knee injury for a while, um, but I've got over it. I've got over it. Um, and it seems to be, it's one of those things, I don't know if you've had injuries like this, Mitch, but you know, when like the, the intensity of the injury, it kind of dissipates. So when you're just about your everyday life, it's fine, it doesn't hurt, you've got full range of movement. But maybe when you push it a little bit the next day, you can kind of feel remnants of it. That's what stage I'm at now with this injury. So uh, largely good. Um, it's all those uh, performance enhancing drugs you take that speed up the recovery. It's fine. Well, I think I need more. <laughs> I know a guy. I'll, uh, I'll get him in touch. They take ages to come from China um, <laughs> now because of the COVID thing. Um, but yeah, no, it was a joke. I don't take steroids. If I took steroids, I would definitely tell everybody about it. Don't worry. Um, you have my, my, my word on that. Um, but yeah, Mitch, we didn't once, did we not once mention the Euros? I don't know if we've got a lot of football fans that listen to this. Um, probably all the England fans will tune out at this point. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed the Euros, especially the final penalty shootout. So, yeah, this is a tough one, isn't it? Obviously, being half English, I was rooting for England to win that final. Which half? Uh, um, <laughs> uh, no, no comment. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I was rooting for England, but then I don't know. It's I like seeing the build up to the game with the fans in London and how people react to getting into the stadium and then the aftermath as well with all the racism scandal. I was kind of over it really quickly. I really wasn't that bothered about it at all. It's not good. It's not good. I don't like when people say, when people say, guys, it's just a game. It's just a guy putting a ball in a net. Because I think what you do there is, is you actually take away a lot of the positive power that sport has. I mean, you only have to look at, I was saying this to someone, right? Remember when we were kids, right? Young footballers were just guys who'd be doing coke, falling out in nightclubs, wrapping their sports car around trees and you're just like that's what kids do when they've got millions of pounds and you look at the england team right and they're all like civil rights leaders and campaigning for like these amazing things and just very sensible but also mm -hmm. confident mature mm -hmm. young men and i think as soon as you go oh football doesn't matter doesn't matter yeah okay you shouldn't tear up your stadium and set stuff on fire but you also take away the positive stuff. You say that, well, if football doesn't matter, then then all the positive influence it has doesn't matter either. But I will say, and I don't want this to turn into English fan hating, but there's, there's few fan bases in the world that turn on the players quite like England do. And I think it's terrible, especially with this group yeah. of guys, especially because you've got further than you've ever got. I know they did they did so well they honestly did so well and it's also the media has a big part to play with that like as soon as something goes wrong with uh with the football team the media jump on them and it's horrendous and yeah I don't know I'm I that's why I never really follow international football that closely especially when it's England because I just can't be bothered with all of that extra nonsense that comes alongside it so that's what's great yeah. about being Scottish is that you have no expectations, so nice. you're never disappointed. <laughs> I'm just excited for club football being back. There's only a few weeks to go, and I cannot wait. Me too. I can't wait to see that horrendous Chelsea strip that you've bought every weekend on Match of the Day. Yeah. 
It's going to be on, I'll be putting up my Instagram stories on a regular basis. And also, I just want to kind of bring this back to, to me slightly, uh, because uh, I had a post recent, Jason, recently, Jason, that has reached 1.5 million people. Oh, here we go. And I just want to point out how ridiculous that stat is um, and how amazing social media is. And I also just want to bring this round to the podcast as well. Like the amount of people that we've met through the podcast, through social media, who have got in touch after listening to the show. Social media gets a lot of bad stick. Uh, bring it back to the football again with what happened after the England game. There's a lot of negatives to it, but social media can be an incredible platform for creating amazing relationships and and having the opportunity to meet some brilliant people um and yeah the post reached 1.5 million people it completely blows my mind and i just want to to give a shout out to social media in general that's all i wanted to say you know a million of those were bots they might be who knows i hope they're listening right now <laughs> those bots, um, and we appreciate all their likes yeah mr Big nine three seven five four zero. He's uh he's mm. my favorite. Yeah. But even if it was a million bots, that's still half a million people, and that still does blow my mind. So I'll take it. Half a million of them were <laughs> just interested in selling you herbalife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've not been bugged by herbalife reps for a long time. I think they're finally getting the message. Uh, people just ask me if I want to make a second income from my home using my smartphone, <laughs> which I assume is Herbalife, but they've got smart. Most likely, yeah. Right, I think we should probably start chatting about fitness a little bit, shouldn't we? Yeah, we've spoken enough about you. Let's talk about <laughs> So this is kind of like a, a joint first topic that we wanted to talk about, wasn't it? You had sent me an article um and I'll, I'll let you explain the article in a second but I'd, someone had reached out to me uh recently asking about kind of how prevalent steroid use is um amongst fitness models um and and whether the amount of steroid use that there is out there uh within the fitness industry whether that had i can't remember the exact wording that they use but i think they're just saying kind of did that how do in what way did that impact my training and the way that I now approach exercise when I'm working with my clients? And I just thought it could be a really cool discussion um, discussion point to kick things off. So I'll let you introduce the article um, that you sent through first, mate. Mitch, I, as you know, I'm a man of the world. Um, I'm a US Embassy alumni. <laughs> you, are, you actually are, that's amazing. I actually, yeah. <laughs> I actually am. They named an ice cream flavor after me in <laughs> Lebanon. It's, <laughs> It's called Old Spice. Chip. Oh, okay, nice. Meat, okay. Meat chocolate chip. Yeah. Old Spice. That's that's the aftershave. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, but A U L D. Come on. A spicy ice cream, Mitch. Leave the jokes to me. Right? <laughs> um, uh, uh, so obviously, I am a regular reader of the Hindustan Times. <laughs> and, uh, this is where this, art this is where this article's from. Now. For real, I, I can't see your wife in in the room. I can imagine she's laughing to herself when you said that. She did look at me surprised um, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> because she knows that I can't read. So um, <laughs> no, um, no. But there's an article in the Hindustan Times and in Bollywood, all the film stars. It's as glamorous as you think. There is uh, one uh, starlet superstar here. Now, apologies, my wife. If I pronounced this wrong. <laughs> Dupika Padukone? Nailed it. 
nailed it. Ah, good work. You might actually know her from some Hollywood films, and by some, I mean that rubbish triple X sequel. She was in that. But anyway, um, she uh, she posted a thing, and apparently it's a trend at the moment. It's a social media trend. It's expectation versus reality uh, for workouts. Now, you can probably work out what that is. There's one picture where they look really glamorous and strong and fit, and then they do one where it's like, I'm a mess, right? So this is sweeping the internet by storm in uh, India. And I thought this was probably a good thing to talk about uh, expectation versus reality, especially when it comes to social media. Um, because I think a lot of people, this is a thing that we get at Primal Gym quite a lot. People will say, oh, I really wanna try gymnastics, but um, I'm no good, so I don't wanna come to the class. So they think everybody that goes to the class is like Olympic level gymnasts. And I'm like, well, you know, the best way to get good at gymnastics is to come to the class, you know? And then, and so you I get you get that a lot don't you with people with like general strength work as well they'll say like i want to go and do like a few strength sessions on my own before i hire a coach to show me what to do and it doesn't yeah it doesn't really make too much sense yeah and i think look it's, i'm not kind of breaking down any kind of real ground here when i say instagram facebook social media in general it's it's filtered it's people put their best stuff i don't have a problem with that. i'm not gonna put rubbish stuff on on, on instagram. but as long as you understand that right so it's the best of the best. It's 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 tailored to that. So I think it's just important to raise awareness. And I think it, it falls in quite nicely with the topic you're saying there, this idea of um, steroids. It's a hot topic, isn't it? Um, but I think it's this idea of knowing what is behind the thing mm -hmm. that you see. Yeah, completely agree. And I was looking at her post when he sent the article over and... Um... It wasn't a great post. I'm going to throw that out there. I'm going to be honest here. I kind of get the message, and there's some brilliant posts on this kind of expectation versus reality. But she she's got many many millions of followers. I think that's why the post went quite viral. But yeah, it's, it's got just many like, other skills as well, Mitch. I'm sure she has like acting. I've never seen her films. I've never seen the follow up of Triple X, so I can't comment. Don't watch that. But there okay. are. I could recommend some fantastic Bollywood films for you. Please do request away i'll there yeah, i'll request away you recommend away that's what i was trying to say yeah and it's away. it's true and as i said it, it kind of fed into to what i wanted to discuss today and the prevalence of um of steroid use and i guess i'll ask this to you jason i've looked at a few stats leading up to this and the stats are really hard to come by quite clearly um quite hard to come by and would you say that most fitness models use steroids um, so to not just give you a straight yes or no answer, there's, there's an MMA fighter called Nate Diaz and he's famous for, um, they asked him, they said, who do you want to fight next? And he went, I don't care. Everyone's on steroids <laughs> and it's become a, it's become a bit of a catchphrase. Everyone's on steroids. Right. And I think. I think obviously with, with, with modeling and even like movie stars and stuff, it's going to skew much higher than professional sports. But I still think the majority of people would be surprised how many people use performance enhancing drugs mm -hmm. in professional sports, even the sports that are tested quite vehemently. For example, I was just saying this the other day, right? Rio Ferdinand, he skipped a drug test and he was uh, banned for a year. He couldn't play for a year, right? 
how many how many times do you hear about footballers taking drug tests? Very, very rarely. rarely. Very rarely. So I would think that A, it's probably not very common. B, it's probably well signposted. Like they'll mm -hmm. say, by the way, you're going to have your drug test on this date. Be ready. And three, um, it's probably not very sophisticated. Um, because even the top level stuff, you know, your WADA, your USADA, United States Anti-Doping Agency, World Anti-Doping Agency, even these guys miss stuff and they're at the front line. So um, so to go back to your question about fitness models, in all honesty, I don't know why you wouldn't take steroids if you're a fitness model. Like, because you, you wouldn't be able to compete. And what I mean by that, compete is to stay, um, to keep up with people uh, or to achieve the physiques that, that the top people have. Um, naturally, unless you've got fantastic genetics. Um, yeah, I think genetics so, is an important one to point out, isn't it? Because uh, these people that do go into fitness modeling, um, even if they are using steroids, they are still very, very genetically gifted and very few people could do a job like that, even if they were taking steroids, you know? Um, so I think it's it would be quite mean or unfair to say that they've only got these jobs because they're taking steroids. That's not what we're claiming at all. but. Yeah, I I would I would say that yes, the large majority of people do. And I mean, even if they're not using steroids, the few that probably aren't are still most likely being photoshopped to make themselves look bigger or professional lighting that makes themselves look bigger. So there is a, still a lot of smoke and mirrors going on. Um, but yeah, well, you know what I'll say. Sorry to interrupt you, right? Okay, okay. For it. because I never I'm, calling steroids on people, especially professional athletes, is is at worst. Well, at best, rude. And that's at worst is you, you, you're calling someone a cheer, right? <laughs> um, and so you shouldn't do it lightly, right? And, and I'm, I wouldn't throw it about um, willy-nilly. But there, there is this kind of, um, shall we say, there's this knee-jerk reaction to go, oh, yeah, but if you're on steroids, you still have to work hard, right? Well, let me just tell you this. There was a study, and there was four groups i think there was four groups so there's one group who exercised and weren't on steroids there's one group who exercised and were on steroids there was a group who did nothing and took steroids and there was a control group right the group who did nothing and took steroids still put on more lean muscle mass than the group who worked out on nothing. Mm -hmm. So this idea that somehow it's kind of like having a wee protein shake at the end of the year, it's, it's a huge advantage and people mm -hmm. don't realize that. Yes, of course you have to work hard, especially if it's a sport as well, because if it's technique based and things like that, but the edge it gives you is, is incredible. And I think in all honesty, I think the only, Look, is it safe? I don't know. I would never encourage anyone to do anything without the supervision of a medical professional. So I'm not saying that. Um, but I think in, in places like um, the film world, in modeling, doing something like that to get an edge, I don't think is could really be called cheating to the same degree as it can in sports. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you're not hurting anybody. You're not trying to achieve um, you know, you know, trying to get a world title or a belt or a trophy or anything like that. So for me, it's not as much of a faux pas. 
But I suppose going back to what you're saying there, I think the transparency is a big one for me. Yeah, and I guess, through. and you argue there, sorry to interrupt as well, like you uh -huh. argue about you're not hurting anyone. Di like directly you're not because it's your body, you're doing what you want. But then when it depends what you're doing once you reach that point of your body looking like that, isn't it? And it's, it's one of the main issues that I have with personal trainers within the fitness industry of saying, not being, well, just not being transparent with what they've been taking. And then they'll post pictures of themselves topless online looking absolutely jacked completely ripped and then they'll do a post similar <laughs> you're pointing you pointing at me there that's not me i'm not jacked so it's all good um and they'll put a post up saying you like something along the lines of you can look like this with a bit of hard work come and buy my training program and there's just no transparency there people will see that and think oh this guy has the secrets and he knows exactly what i need to do to get ripped and i can do it if i just work hard when in fact you're just setting yourself up for failure because you are never going to reach that point without taking some sort of performance enhancing drugs. But I don't think that that is inherently a problem with steroids. I think that is a problem with misleading people because mm -hmm. obviously, as you pointed out before, you can airbrush stuff. Um, there's 101, you can look them up on YouTube or whatever, 101 of these videos that show you how to do the before and afters and a lot of it's lighting, a lot of it's facial expression, a lot of it is what you've eaten that day, mm -hmm. you know, you could be bloated and then you can, you know, uh, dehydrate yourself and look totally different, right? Mm -hmm. I think that falls into the same camp, it's misleading yeah. people. I totally agree with you though, like I think if you're trying to sell someone something, I think that's incredibly nefarious to be mm -hmm. like, I got this way using this, uh, these sugar pills made me jacked when actually you're doing a loads of stuff behind the scenes. I think that's awful. I think mm -hmm. it is, it's terrible. And, you know, you're no different from um, the tobacco companies. I thought you were going to mention a well-known fitness brand there, that, a wellness brand that we talk about often. No, I meant the, the tobacco companies because they're always promising that you'll gain <laughs> lots of muscle mass by smoking <laughs> 20 camels a day. Yeah, I, that, that is exactly the point, isn't it? I don't have an issue with steroid use at all. Like, it's it's your body. You can do what the hell you want with it. Um, it's just, yeah, the, the transparency, that's the bit that I have an issue with. Um, and... Uh, yeah, as you said, when we first started talking about this, I think people would be very surprised with how many fitness professionals are taking steroids and not being honest about it. I'll tell you this. Here's another anecdote, right? So have you heard of Carl Lewis? You know Carl Lewis? Yes. So for anyone that doesn't know, Carl Lewis was a prolific uh, athlete in the 80s, um, an American athlete. I think predominantly a sprinter, but I think he was maybe in other places as well. Now, Carl Lewis was unbeatable. He was unbeatable. He was dominant. He was Usain Bolt of his time, right? One year, uh, a guy called Ben Johnson from Canada beat Carl Lewis, right? Beat Carl Lewis. He won the gold. Next day, Ben Johnson tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. Everyone's like, what a cheater. Disgraced. Carl Lewis gets the gold medal. Now, what they don't tell you is you can look back, and this is – this is documented. This is, you know, uh, you can access this. This is not hidden or, or made up or anything. Carl Lewis had repeatedly failed drug tests before that day and after that day. But he was given a therapeutic exemption. He was, you know, for whatever reason, it's similar. People may have heard Bradley Wiggins who tested positive for steroids, but it was because he was taking an asthma medication. Despite the fact that he never took that asthma medication before or after, he just did that one time and won the Tour de France. Okay. Now, yeah, now, so what, what I'm trying to say is like that's someone 
who is in is it cemented in history as one of the greatest athletes of all time and it, there is clear clear definitive proof that he was using performance enhancing drugs so that's why i would just say to people again i'm like you i actually i'd love to see a doped up olympics like imagine <laughs> that It'd be absolutely amazing people moving at like 400 miles an hour like they'd be doing the marathon they just keep going yeah, <laughs> But I think, you know, again, the big one for me is transparency. If someone keeps telling me, especially if they come out and say it, I definitely have never done steroids. And then 10 years later, yeah, I was full of steroids. For me, that is it. And it's because you're being deceptive. It's because you're lying. And it's the Lance Armstrong effect, isn't it? How long did he deny that for? So, so bringing it back to kind of the impact then that that has. Oh, sorry, on... Mitch, I'll just add one thing, especially because you just mentioned Lance Armstrong. Yeah. A tiny detail that I think it's again adds to this argument that we're saying about how many athletes may be using performance enhancing drugs and you don't know. Mm-hmm. Lance Armstrong, people don't always think of this. Lance Armstrong never failed a drug test. Mm-hmm. The only reason we know that he used performance enhancing drugs is because he told Oprah. <laughs> What does that tell you? What does that tell you? It tells you that 99% of the time, the people using performance enhancing drugs are more sophisticated than the tester. Yeah, there we go. So, and then bringing, as I said, bringing that back to kind of the impact then that has, especially within the fitness industry. Like when you first started lifting, Jason, how old were you when you first started lifting weights? Probably like 15. Cool. So who did you have uh, kind of physiques that you looked up to and thought, ah, oh, this, I want to look like that of like real life people rather than kind of made up superheroes. Yeah, definitely. I think I was always aware that people were in the words of Nate Diaz, everyone was on steroids, but I think I, so I think my physique goals were more realistic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there were people who I would describe as maybe athletic looking rather mm-hmm. than like absolute meatheads. But this is the thing. Again, Lance Armstrong didn't look like a meathead. Like just because you've got a very athletic looking body and you're not totally bulky doesn't mean that you don't use PEDs. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that is almost worse in a way, isn't it? Because it's like mm-hmm. if you obviously look like you're juicing, then you might be able to go, well, well, obviously that guy's juicing. And you go, oh, that guy's got a great physique. Maybe I could look like that. But he's still using something um, that can be more deceptive. Um, but yeah, I, and I think I also did know at a young age, I was quite aware, and maybe it's just because mm-hmm. I, 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 I sought it out. I was aware of the impact of genetics. Like I did understand mm-hmm. that maybe some guys are going to have bigger arms. Maybe some guys are going to have more ripped abs. Maybe that's something you're not going to be able to achieve. Um, and I think, I won't say early on, I think I realized, and this is something if you go back and listen to the best of the guests episode, Giles Yo talks about this. He says that your genes, um, your genes don't, your genes don't mean like, so he the example he uses, he's never going to run like Usain Bolt, mm-hmm. but, but he can run faster than he does currently. Yeah. And I think I did realize at a relatively young age that I could be happy with the best version of my physique mm-hmm. rather than say, looking at a guy that had eight pack. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to have an eight pack. So there's no point in pining for an eight pack, you know? 
Yeah, it's good. Like, it, I'm sure there's there's many people that are like you that would be able to kind of rein that in and use that for like a force of good just to motivate you to improve rather than becoming completely fixated on it. Um, but sadly, I feel there's probably many out there that have kind of borne the brunt of that and then moved into steroid use because they've never been able to live up to the expectations that they've that they've built up of themselves. Like, I remember going through Men's Health magazine and like taking pictures of physiques I really liked, thinking like, oh, this is what I really want to look like. I'm going to use this as motivation on my phone. And I remember being like quite, quite pissed off that I wasn't achieving the results that quickly, even though I'd been lifting for two, three, four years by that point. I was absolutely nowhere near, like anywhere near what these guys were looking like. Um, I even remember on my PT course, I won't, I won't name names, but there was a guy I used to train with who was on my PT course in the mornings. Um, and we'd meet up, have a training session before the course started. And he was always just that little bit better than me every time. He built muscle a little bit quicker, was a little bit stronger than me. And it was really frustrating. And months after the course, he told me like, yeah, this is what I've been taking for this long. And this is why I was always that little bit quicker and better than you. And if I didn't know that, it just would have been another reason of me maybe thinking like, I'm not good enough. I could never match up to other people when really we're comparing ourselves to these bodies and physiques um, that are just completely unachievable without taking some some, uh, some form of steroids. Yeah. I mean, what I would say is <clears throat> about uh, along the lines of you, you there, like picking physiques and, and saying, I'd like to look like that. Like, it's really easy for me to say this. And I, and I'm not even saying that I'm 100% there yet either. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is like, so you've heard of Dan from Dan and Jason. Shout out Dan. Never Dan heard is, Dan is incredibly lean. Mm. He's very lean. His, his ability to get lean, like him, he calls himself fat, chubby, out of shape. Even him, fat, chubby, out of shape is way leaner than me, right? Mm -hmm. So he's ripped up. But if we do side by side, I've, I've got maybe twice the size of arms that he does right and that's the funny thing is like i look at him and go oh, i wish i was as ripped as that and he'll look at me and say oh, i wish i could put on mass like that and the thing is like that's it what you realize is you don't focus on the the good thing that you've got mm -hmm. you always want the good thing that someone else does and so i think maybe just take a look at yourself it doesn't have to be a physique thing it can be just a general kind of athleticism like maybe you're stronger mm -hmm. than most people maybe mm -hmm. you're faster than most people and appreciate that and and i'm not saying ignore your weaknesses um but also understand that maybe you have to work a little bit harder on them like i even heard if you if you watch pumping iron which is the first kind of bodybuilding documentary it's amazing arnold, isn't it it's great yeah arnold goes on about how he has wee calves like he had to work <laughs> harder on calves he was like i had tiny calves compared to everyone else so i, I trained calves three times a week and so that's a guy there that who was mr olympia more times than anyone else but still felt inadequate compared mm -hmm. to some other people. So you're always going to have that. But understand that with every weakness or inadequacy that you have, you've got a strength and you've got something that people probably look at you and go, I wish I had that. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and try and take confidence from them. Yeah, it is so easy, isn't it? Just to constantly focus on those things that you're not quite good at. There's, you see this on like TikTok and Instagram reels of people making uh, kind of funny videos on started lifting weights to help improve my physique and then it fast forward to crippling body dysmorphia as it, because it's just so common like so many people within the fitness industry have hang-ups about their bodies and yeah i don't think your level of leanness or size is ever going to um completely satisfy you um especially if you are stuck in this kind of comparison culture that the fitness industry tends to breed mm, absolutely was it they mm -hmm. say comparison 
is the thief of joy. Of joy. Let's go with that. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So yeah, we'd love to know your thoughts on this topic. Um, and like, do do you I've feel? Just told you. <laughs> Not you, Jason. I'm talking to everyone oh. else. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, we would love to know your thoughts on this topic. Please uh, reach out to uh, either Jason or I on Instagram. It's at Jason Pro Unicyclist or at Michael Ujara PT. And I do, I do like to think that back to the article that you that you shared with us, Jason, that there are kind of some big uh, social media accounts now that are starting to expose some of the practices of the fitness industry. But I do feel like there is still a long way to go. Um, so yeah, we'd love to know whether whether this stuff does still impact you positively, negatively. Um, please reach out and let us know. Yeah, please do. If you're watching this clip, that's me there, Instagram at Jason Pro Unicyclist. Yeah, the way we record these, we're kind of side by side on the screen, and Jason's uh, Instagram handle is at the bottom, so that's what he's we're pointing at. Spinning, spinning on Zoom. Oh, it's not on Zoom. It's uh, no, we use StreamYard for anyone interested, all the tech nerds out there. We're not sponsored by them. It'd be good if we were. I'd take it. Right. Should we move on to, we've got a couple of articles we're going to discuss, haven't we? Let's um, do it. Should we go for our Metro The Fit list? Because these lists are sometimes um, quite good funny to take the mickey out of. Definitely. Excellent. So uh, Natalie Morris, still no article from her recently. Very upsetting, our favorite Metro um, journalist. She's probably reporting on some serious news. <laughs> I think she is. I follow her on Twitter and she's great. Um, she's always so reporting she's... on things way more serious than this now. It's great. Yeah, actually, if anything, she should see it as a, as a plus for her career that we don't cover her articles anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, I've made it on the Just the Fitness tip again. Mm. Yeah, there we go. So, Jason, what are you going to buy me for Christmas from our Metro Fitless 2021? Well, so I'm just looking at now. I mean, the first one, Mitch, I think I don't want to just stop here. I will keep looking. But I think this has got your name written all over it. The Peachy Lean Activewear Collection. X, Mitch, I know you like to wear. You commit the cardinal sin of wearing compression tights with no shorts. So, so what you want is you want one that's really emphasizing the bum there. There's the, almost a heart shape. It's almost, you know, framed your bum with a heart, which will trick people right. into loving your bum. I, I feel like that was a dig at me wearing tights there for a second. What are your thoughts Absolutely. on gym? What are your thoughts on gym Lang? Is it you not are you all against them, are you? Like not you can't, no, no, I mean I wear I wear I wear tights, leggings, whatever you want to call them. I wear them, but I wear shorts with them. So I, if I wear gym, if I wear gym leggings, I wear like a long top so that it covers anything, you know. Like you always see who's who is it on? I think it's The Rock. Actually, he wears them a lot, but then you'll see he has like a long top on over the top of it. For example, the to rock, cover anything. The rock, the rock. Well, one, The Rock. You can't can't. You can do anything. anything. Well, The Rock does it, so I do. <laughs> if The Rock jumped off a cliff, would you do it? Yeah, um, yes, I would. If he was going to give me that free Under Armour gear, because <laughs> it's very it. expensive, so yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure the majority of the time he wears shorts with them. But um, you know, less said about the rock's bottom. I'm... <laughs> oh, there we go. That was good. Um, but bad. I'm going to move swiftly on because this is a topic <laughs> that is going to go down in history with you know Catholics, Protestants, you know, um, no shorts, shorts. 
Um, we're not going to settle it here. What I think is is odd is um, this thing here, which is the all plants, the ultimate summer bundle. If you're looking to switch to a more plant-based diet, all plants has launched the ultimate summer bundle. Now, look, I find this patronizing, Mitch. I don't know about you, but like, I I understand, and like, I was having this conversation with someone else the other day. It kind of it grinds my gears a little bit that the meat-free substitute industry has to call things like chicken bits or vegan bacon. I understand it's a marketing thing. You're trying to get people off meat. But for me, all that does is it just raises my expectations. Oh, oh, vegan bacon. So we have bacon with no meat. It tastes nothing like it. It tastes like a playing card. Right. Um, no, no, I, I, I'm going to stick up for plant-based bacon here. There are some brands that are actually really good. There are some brands that are getting better, but they're still not as tasty as bacon. I'll give you that. Right. Well, I mean, that's like saying, you know, Stalin wasn't as bad as Hitler. But... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't think it is, but okay, we'll let you run with that one. But this thing here is probably not great for me to mention this brand in the same breath as Stalin and Hitler. But these guys cutting down on me, I guess they're, it's a meal plan thing. And I understand, and I appreciate meal plan things. It's it's difficult to, to do all your stuff. And maybe it's a transitional thing. You're not going to use it all the time. I just think they're ripping people off. Like, I think you just you listen to this podcast, you get some great information from us, and you change your diet. You don't need to spend, how much is this? Hold on. 54 pounds 54 pounds on six meals no thanks mate i'll go to weatherspoons i mean i think you get some extra smoothies and treats and stuff with that so we won't knock them too hard but i don't know i i quite like a meal prep bundle um occasionally we use stuff like HelloFresh, gusto uh, there are other brands available. Grams. Uh, grams i use for my meal prep for my lunches i think there's definitely a place for it depending on your uh kind of time to meal prep your preferences or whatever um i do think there's a space for it but yeah, i'm not, I'm not against i'm not against i'm not against the concept of meal prep at all and actually i think it's very good because i think one of the major excuses and again i'm an absolute plug-in machine here but if you go back to the best of the guests episode um actually don't listen to that one go back and listen to the phil learning episode mm -hmm. um, he talks about one of the major hurdles um being that yeah. the trainers will go okay you just need to cook this healthy meal for for you and then people get home and they're like i can't be bothered so what meal prep does um is it eliminates that it removes a barrier it removes a barrier for you and it makes life easier totally brilliant but i think when you spend when you start charging through the nose for things because it's like well, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to eat less meat. Oh, I'll just buy this cardboard box. Like, I, I personally, I, I think it's it's a little bit. A little I bit. also feel like a lot of um, plant-based ones are overpriced because plants are a lot cheaper as well. Um, a lot of these companies do charge similar, if not more, than it would be for like meat-based products, even though that those should be a lot more expensive. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of with you here, but I will I will say as well that vegan like meat replacements are getting so much better um yeah, most... no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, and this is the thing i'm not saying that i don't like as i've mentioned a hundred million times my wife's vegetarian so i eat a lot of wheat corn and i know the jury's still out on that one but i don't dislike the taste of it what i think is i think when you especially for people who are, have never tried it before or maybe mm -hmm. trying to eat less meat i actually think if you compare it to meat what people immediately go is they go, or, oh, this doesn't taste anything like chicken. 
Whereas if you went, oh, it's corn, I'm eating corn. Like yeah. corn is corn, it's not chicken. So for me, what that does, I just for me, it just sets it up as a comparison thing and it's mm -hmm. never going to taste like that thing. I'm not saying it's bad. I enjoy a lot of, you know, we spoke about Linda McCartney sausages, didn't we? They're, they're good. I guess. Um, and also Greg's sausage rolls, the vegan ones, you, you were a big fan of those as well? Absolutely. In fact, I said, and, and this is quite funny, I think with, with nuggets and stuff like that, I think the worse quality the meat, the easier it is to replicate in a vegan version. Yeah. Sausage roll. I don't know if I would pick a real sausage roll over a fake sausage roll, to be honest with you. I think they're, they're yeah. exactly the same, you know, and the same with nuggets. I think that just goes to show you how terrible the meat quality <laughs> yeah, is. Things that, you know, but um, nuggets, I'll tell you what, corn nuggets, brilliant. Oh, they are. So we've been getting them from Aldi. They do really good vegan nuggets. They're just as good. They're just as good. You would not miss the meat at all. Absolutely. So there you go. Um, but because we're not shills for the vegan food industry, Mitch, you know, it's good to see, you know, sometimes we struggle, we try to shoehorn stuff in. Like before the show, Mitch was like, oh, could we talk about Dolly Parton doing a <laughs> Playboy shoot? Um, this this that, is not true. <laughs> you, did, you said it. You said it. And I was like, Mitch, what's that got to do health and fitness? Now, what the Metro have done is on nice. their, their fit list. Did, did you not say that? So I was joking about Dolly Parton because it came up as an advert on the side of the screen about how she's redoing her Playboy shoot. And then you were telling me all the facts you knew about Dolly Parton and how there is a theme park called Dollywood. And this was one of it's the best thing I'll ever hear today, let's be honest. And um, it actually looks really good. We Googled it. There's some roller coasters and I'm in. Let's go. We made lots of jokes about boob-shaped roller coasters. <laughs> no, um, we didn't. <laughs> we did. We, we did. The, yeah. big, the big double double dipper. Um, Mitch, I indulge you far too much, so I'm going to get the show back on track. What the reason I mentioned that was because the Metro have done it as well. They've phoned it in and they've included this readily app, which is essentially an app where you get magazines and stuff. And they're trying to tell me. That this is something to do with health and fitness you know why because you could read a health and fitness magazine brilliant great well done whatever your name is what's her name vicky marie Cotter. <laughs> you have sold journalism down the river don't listen to him don't listen to him it's not a great fit list this week mitch it's, it's actually not it's not i've seen much better fit lists um and some of them uh, it just shouldn't count as a fit list should it let's be honest a candle it's not fit what's how's that got to do with fitness you can't eat that <laughs> <laughs> well, no don't go there right hey depends what it smells like but don't no. eat it. <laughs> Oh, amazing. And then we just, we'll just finish up. We, I think we probably have time just finish with this last article. Um, it says another Metro one, <laughs> Mel Evans is coming in with a, a story about Jennifer Aniston. And I'll read the headline before we kind of uh, politely take the mickey out of it. Jennifer Aniston is, quote, allowing herself to eat carbs again. And we're glad she's finally seen the light. So another celebrity um, who has previously been, um, wrongly criticizing a major macronutrient. Uh, I don't know, have you read all this article yet, Jason? I've, if I'm honest, I've literally read the headline and thought we can easily take the mickey out of this. Do you know, I, I've read it just now, and to be honest with you, it's full of the cliches that you would expect it to, you know? And, it, and it's also full of like 
very over the top hyperbole. What what upsets me a bit, Mitch, is right. And I suppose it's better than nothing. And and it kind of ties the episode around uh, full circle because we were talking about how the press turn on England fans. Now, when it was fashionable to do low carb, you know, the, the newspaper would be like, oh, low carb lifestyle and how, how J-Lo has lost four pounds, right? And all the rhetoric in this article is about she's finally seen the light and she's come back round and all this as though somehow they were like, telling us that carbs were great the whole time. And I, I find that really kind of sick, you know. Um, and the stuff that she's saying here, it's just a little bit insensitive. Like, oh, I started to give myself a break, you know. Everyone's very afraid of the bread basket, and I'm no longer afraid, as long as it's all done in moderate. Oh, get over yourself, do you know what I mean? <laughs> this, this idea that, like, and this is a problem again, like this idea that, oh, Jennifer Aniston's told me I can eat bread. Thank God. Like, you know, it's not that I'm not interested in Jennifer Aniston's diet. I am. But I don't, I don't want to be told as though somehow, oh, now I have, oh, thank you. Why are you depriving me of things I love? All this stuff, like, get a grip, you know. And then, I, I, you know, I think. I think this is Jennifer Aniston off the guest list for one of the next podcasts. It does say, what I will appreciate is the Metro have included NHS guidance, which, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't mind the Metro. There's a reason why we, we bring up most of their articles because they're generally quite good, apart from that fit list. Should probably have changed the name of the fit list to something else that rhymes with fit. Um, it says, NHS guided states, while we can survive without sugar, why is this on the NHS? While we can survive without sugar, it would be difficult to emulate carbohydrates entirely, eliminate, sorry, carbohydrates entirely from your diet. They're the body's main source of energy. In their absence, your body will use protein and fat for energy. Um, so listen to the NHS kids. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you want to have a bit of bread, go for it. Like, I'm Jennifer Aniston, you know, she's on steroids anyway. <laughs> and we will leave it on that car crash moment. Yeah, completely agree. Eat your carbs. Don't take advice from celebrities. And then you'll be happy as Larry. Yeah, just listen to us blindly. <laughs> blindly listen to just the fitness tip and that wraps up today's episode quite nicely um so i'm sure jason is going to be uh sending us off with a fine message at the end um but as always please let us know uh what you thought of this week's episode please share us on social media if you're feeling extra kind um you can get in touch with both jason and i on twitter or instagram it's at jason pro unicyclist or at michael Ujoa pt Thank you so much for listening and I'm going to pass you over to Jason. Mitch, people use a lot of words to describe this podcast. Funny, informative, indulgent, a little bit too long. Unnecessary. But the one word that they always use is on topic, timely. Nice. And that's why this week's tip hop quote is largely about a football tournament that finished weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So uh, listen to a lot of puns in here. They're all related. I, when I was writing this, I did think there's probably four guys that listen to this that will really, really love this. <laughs> and, and the other 96% will be like, who's Harry Kane? <laughs>
<laughs> so hopefully you can appreciate the wordplay um, despite not knowing who these people I'm are. I'm sure there are many gals as well listening who are also all know who Harry Kane is. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think guys are being Generic guys. Name. We'll take that. Yeah. Just thought I'd clarify. Yeah, collective noun for people. Okay, here, tippers. There we go. Non-gender specific. There you go. <laughs> yeah. right. So here we go. They say don't knock it till you've tried. Tried your diet, now I knock it. Money grabbing so hard, pull arms out my socket. Acting like they're gatekeepers, close behind them, then lock it. The industry is Billy Gilmore. Their job's to keep Sterling in their pocket. Oh, niche reference, like it. Can't just wait and watch. Wait, watchers go straight in the rubbish pile. These companies are vile. Pretend to help, but acting sincerely. Their teaching style is to drip feed, never explain it clearly. Left for a while, but slimmers are always returning yearly. Must be a versatile defender. Remember, be more Kieran Tierney. I don't know about you, Mitch, but I'm starting to wonder if Instagram is just made up of bots that like your post, Bitcoin gurus, and horny housewives in my area. But let me break it down for you. See, all these weight loss gurus follow me. Honestly, fake like Scott McTominay. Their policy, steal money like daylight robbery. Economy, priority, pains in the arse like sodomy. High in price and low in quality. Villains are idiots, they're both probably. Kings of the past like Caesar and Ptolemy. Modestly, we're the new monarchs with a healthy philosophy. Apologies, but only pod with knowledge and comedy. Like Einstein at the Comedy Zone. Two lions and it's coming home. We're bringing back the fitness. What do they mark us rash for? There's no need to be pissed. Taking shots, we might miss, but we're still teaching your kids. Jason Mitch, I'm in love with unicycling. I tried to my marry my tire. A cycle trip to Greece, hit police. They call me Harry Maguire. Admire man, Mitch, he's done an Iron Man. Watch him run, cycle, and swim. Like the English fans, he goes on about it, whether he loses or wins. <laughs> but that's the lesson at the end. Make them loosen their grip. Because scoring goals is rubbish if your life ends up looking a tip. Set goals and work hard, but be flexible, not wooden. Before you ask, could he? First ask, should he? Enjoy moving and be a foodie. You can hit your fitness goals, but have fun. Because, yes, sir, you can boogie. <laughs> well played, mate. I mean, that must have taken you a long time to write, just throwing that out of there. Yeah, it was, uh, I was inspired watching that penalty shootout. Um, <laughs> Harry Maguire, for anyone that doesn't know, was arrested by Greek police for punching one of them. So I, I quite like that one. Um, <laughs> and Billy Gilmore 100% did have Sterling in his pocket. So these are all true facts that rhyme. Future Chelsea legend. Thank you very much, mate. You guys have been listening to episode 82 of Just the Fitness Tip with Michael Ejoa and Jason Ald, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. We will see you all again next week. Keep on tipping. It was episode 92, not 82. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>